and welcome to tonight's Zoomcast on the life and teachings of Jesus Christ, his final preparation for the ministry. Tonight, I'll be reading from the Weymouth translation of the New Testament. So starting in Matthew chapter 3. Verses 13 through 13 through 17, John the Baptist baptizes Jesus Christ. Verse 13, then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan River to John to be baptized by him. And referring to the footnote, Weymouth notes that Jesus would have had to have walked some 60 miles from Galilee to the Jordan River near Judea. Verse 14. But John opposed it, saying, I need to be baptized of you, and yet you come to me. Jesus answered him and said, Let it be so now, for thus it is fitting to fulfill all righteousness. And cross-referencing 2 Nephi 31.5. And now if the Lamb of God being holy should have need to be baptized by water to fulfill all righteousness, oh then how much more need we? And John the Baptist included himself in this category being unholy, to be baptized, yea, even by water. Jesus answered him and said, verse 15, Let it be so now, for thus is it fitting to fulfill all righteousness. Then he baptized Jesus. After being baptized, Jesus came up out of the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and landing on him. This is the account of the baptism of fire and baptism of the Holy Ghost of Jesus. And behold, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am pleased. Now, noting the footnote. Matthew does not specifically note the presence of a dove, but that the spirit descended gently like a dove. This is important to understand because it was the man who officiated in the office of Holy Ghost who descended from heaven and came down and placed his hands upon the head of Jesus Christ and performed the ordinance of baptism of fire, baptism of the Holy Ghost. Just as Jesus had to be baptized by water, by one who held proper authority, it being John. And it's important to note that John was ordained while yet a child. If we go to DNC 84. So John would have received the Aaronic priesthood from his father, the high priest in the Aaronic order of the priesthood. 
He did not need an angel to visit him to give him the Aaronic priesthood. He would have needed an angel to appear to him to give him the Melchizedek priesthood, which happened when he was yet a child. Just as he was the only man ever born to this earth to receive the ordinance of baptism of fire, baptism of the Holy Ghost, while still in his mother's womb. So in DNC 84, verse 27, John, whom God raised up, being filled with the Holy Ghost from his mother's womb, meaning he received this ordinance by one who had been ordained and sealed unto this power, just as every other person who would receive the baptism of fire, baptism of the Holy Ghost on this earth must receive it in the same way. And this is the same way that Jesus Christ received it. But regarding the authority of John the Baptist to baptize Jesus, so even though John the Baptist officiates over the Aaronic priesthood, that doesn't mean that's all the priesthood that he held. For in verse 28, it says, for he was baptized while he was yet in his childhood, and he was ordained by an angel of God at the time that he was eight days old. In Mark chapter one, Verse 9, and it came to pass that in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized in the Jordan River by John. And immediately after coming out of the water, Jesus saw the heavens part and the spirit like a dove descending on him. Now, remember that in the Greek, you know, Matthew says, it wasn't the spirit who came down as a dove, but it was the man who officiated in the all office of Holy Ghost who descended gently as if he was a dove or gently like a dove. In verse 10, and immediately coming up out of the water, Jesus saw the heavens part and the spirit like a dove descending on him. And a voice came from heaven. You are my beloved son. In you, I am pleased. And Luke 3. Verses 21 to 23. And it came to pass that when all the people were baptized, Jesus was also baptized. While Jesus prayed, the heavens were opened. Now the footnote said Luke's wording makes it clear that the Holy Spirit descended softly as a dove would land. You know, a second witness that the dove was not the symbol that came down or the Holy Ghost did not come down as a dove, but 
the man who officiated in that office came down to perform the ordinance. That Jesus experienced a physical or bodily presence of the Holy Spirit, or the man who officiated in the office. And the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And there was a voice from heaven, you are my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Now we see the necessity for the man who officiated in the office of Holy Ghost to come and personally perform the ordinance. In DNC 76, verse 52. That by keeping the commandments, they might be washed and cleansed from all their sins and receive the Holy Spirit by the laying on of hands of him who is ordained and sealed unto this power. And the ordinance of baptism of fire, baptism of the Holy Ghost, comes in no other way, and it can never come in any other way than being performed by a man who is ordained and sealed unto this power. Whether this man be on this side of the veil or the other side of the veil, during a dispensation of the fullness of the gospel. And so it is in our day. Now cross-referencing, 1 Nephi chapter 10. Verses 4 through 10. Yea, even 600 years from the time that my father left Jerusalem, a prophet with the Lord God raised up among the Jews, even a Messiah, or in other words, a savior of the world. And he also spake concerning the prophets, how great a number had testified of these things concerning this Messiah of whom he had spoken or this redeemer of the world. Wherefore, all mankind were in a lost and in a fallen state and ever would be saved. They should rely on this redeemer. And he spake also concerning a prophet who should come before the Messiah to prepare the way of the Lord. And even he should go forth and cry in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord and make his path straight. For there standeth one among you whom ye know not. And he is mightier than I, whose shoes latch it I am not worthy to unloose. And much spake my father concerning this thing. And my father said he should baptize in Bethbara, beyond Jordan. And he also said he should baptize with water, even that he should baptize the Messiah with water. And after he had baptized the Messiah with water, he should behold and bear record that he had baptized the Lamb of God, who should take away the sins of the world. DNC 93. Regarding the witness of John the Baptist and quoting from the record that John the Baptist wrote, which the Apostle John relies upon the record of John the Baptist to begin his gospel. So in DNC 93, starting in verse 6, and John. This is John the Baptist. Um, there are some very prominent individuals who proclaim this to be John the Revelator. Um, however, you will see it borne out 
in these verses that it could be none other than John the Baptist. And John saw and bore record of the fullness of my glory. And the fullness of John's record is hereafter to be revealed. Now, we're about to get an excerpt from this record. But the fullness of John the Baptist's record doesn't come forth until the end time servant brings forth the record of the 12 apostles. as prophesied in 1 Nephi chapter 13. And the fullness of John's record is hereafter to be revealed. And he bore record saying, I saw his glory, that he was in the beginning before the world was. Therefore, in the beginning, the word was, for he was the word, even the messenger of salvation, the light and the redeemer of the world, the spirit of truth, who came into the world because the world was made by him. And in him was the life of men and the light of men. So it's important to understand that before this earth was created or organized on a previous earth, as the man Jesus went into the millennial period of that earth and now qualified to be a firstborn of the father, he put together the spiritual creation or blueprint for this earth and brought it to the temples of New Jerusalem and presented his plan for the creation and the peopling and the salvation of this earth. It was decided who the noble and great ones or the Saba oath would be. Then he directed them in the creation or organization of this earth. And it was decided in that council who all of the men and women would be who would come down to this earth. And so when it says, who came into the world, in verse 9, because the world was made by him, it literally was made or organized by him and under his direction. And in him was the life of men and the light of men. So it's only by the power of the light of Christ, which permeates all parts of the celestial universe, except for outer darkness, that makes organized matter possible. For if it were not for the light of Christ, matter would go into a state of chaos. We would have nothing but free protons and free electrons, if even that. But because of the light of Christ, matter is able to be organized and our bodies and this earth are able to exist. The world is made by him, and in him was the life of men and the light of men. And the worlds were made by him. Men were made by him. All things were made by him, and through him and of him. Again, meaning that he put together the plan for the organization and the peopling of this earth. And it's through the power of the light that emanates from him or the light of Christ that this is possible and that we live and breathe today. And I, John, bear record that I beheld his glory as the glory of the only begotten of the Father. And the only begotten of the Father refers to an ascension level and a mission. 
And as part of that ascension level and mission, you know, he's the only man on earth who was ever begotten by father while father was in his glorified celestial body. Thus, the ascension level and the mission is combined with the only man who is physically begotten by father in his celestial glory. And I, John, bear record that I beheld his glory as the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth, even the spirit of truth, which came and dwelt in the flesh. So the spirit of truth is often referred to in scripture. The spirit of truth is Christ and emanates from Christ, which came and dwelt in the flesh and dwelt among us. And I, John, saw that he received not of the fullness at the first, but received grace for grace, or in other words, even though he was the God of this earth, the means by and power by which it was organized and created and peopled, yet he consented to have the veil drawn across his mind. And it was only by hearkening unto that portion of the light of Christ that he had access to, that he regained a portion of his knowledge and power and might and glory. He did it the same way that we have to do it. And I, John, saw that he received not of the fullness at the first, but received grace for grace, or by hearkening to that portion of the light of Christ that he had access to, he received greater light and with it greater access to knowledge and with it greater access to the powers of heaven. And he received not the fullness at first, but continued from grace to grace until he received a fullness. And thus he was called the son of God because he received not of the fullness at the first. And I, John, bear record, and lo, the heavens were opened, and the Holy Ghost descended upon him in the form of a dove and sat upon him, or in other words, the man who officiated in that office came and laid his hands upon him. And there came a voice out of heaven saying, this is my beloved son. And I, John, bear record that he received a fullness of the glory of the Father. And he received all power, both in heaven and on earth. And the glory of the Father was with him, for he dwelt in him. Now, that doesn't mean that Father literally, his presence went inside Christ. It does mean literally that the glory which is celestial emanates from Father's body and is filtered down through that set of veils that separates celestial from terrestrial and comes through the body of Christ and then that glory which emanates from the body of Christ fills the immensity of the terrestrial universe and is then filtered down through the set of veils overseen by the man who officiates in the office of Holy Ghost into the telestial realm, which is what we call the light of Christ. And it shall come to pass that if you are faithful, you shall receive the fullness of the record of John. Well, what does that mean, if you are faithful? 
The Lord is speaking to those in this generation. If we are faithful to qualifying as part of the strength of the Lord's house, to be called out on the end time exodus, then that is the faithfulness required to receive the record of John as part of the record of the 12 apostles. And it shall come to pass that if you are faithful, you shall receive the fullness of the record of John. <laughs> I give unto you these sayings that you may understand and know how to worship and know what you worship, that you may come unto the Father in my name and in due time receive of his fullness. So apparently it's not enough just to believe in God. If we want to come unto God at ever greater levels, we must combine that hope or belief in God with knowledge. And the greater the knowledge that we have, the greater the hope and the faith that we can exercise. So why do we need to know these things? Because it's greater knowledge. And with greater knowledge, we can exercise greater faith and greater hope and thus exercise greater powers in the heavens. And I give unto you these sayings that you may understand and know how to worship and know what you worship. That you may come unto the Father in my name and in due time receive of his fullness. For if you keep my commandments, you shall receive of his fullness and be glorified in me as I am in the Father. Therefore I say unto you, you shall receive grace for grace. And now verily I say unto you, I was in the beginning with the Father and am the firstborn. Again, firstborn does not refer to birth order, but ascension level and mission. And the fact that when one ascends to that level and organizes an earth and saves that earth, will be the only begotten of Father on that earth. And all those who are begotten through me, and here we find the doctrine that there are multiple levels of sonship and daughtership. For we receive the first level of son or daughtership at the time we receive the baptism of fire, baptism of the Holy Ghost. Christ adopts us as his. But there are yet greater levels of son and daughtership yet to receive. For when we enter into his rest, thus becoming members of the church of the firstborn, we go from adopted son or daughter to birthright son or daughter. And this is what this verse is describing. So again, verse 22, and all those who are begotten through me are partakers of the glory of the same and are the church of the firstborn. Ye were also in the beginning with the Father, meaning that intelligence can neither be created or destroyed. And the intelligence within us is as old as the oldest God. And our Father, after he had advanced to the level where he was ready to be a Heavenly Father, 
came to that vast ocean of uncreated intelligence and extended the invitation to each one of us and gave us the invitation to become his sons and daughters. And only if we accepted that invitation were spirit bodies procreated to house our intelligence. And so at a very minimum, the intelligence which we came with was either female or male, and that never changes throughout eternity, and had the capacity for volition or to be able to choose or accept the invitation of the Father to us. And ye were also in the beginning with the Father, that which is spirit, even the spirit of truth. And truth is knowledge of things as they are, as they were, and as they are to come. And whatsoever is more or less than this is the spirit of that wicked one who was a liar from the beginning. And the spirit of truth is of God. I am the spirit of truth. And John bore record of me saying he received a fullness of truth, yea, even of all truth. And no man receiveth a fullness unless he keepeth the commandments. And he that keepeth his commandments receiveth truth and light. Or in other words, every man, every woman that is born into this earth has sufficient access to the light of Christ to know good from evil. And to the degree that we pay heed and diligence to that portion of the light of Christ that we have access to, we receive a greater portion. And if we will continue, we will continue to increase until we have received all the mysteries of God until we receive them in full. But to the degree that we reject that portion of the light of Christ that we have access to, that which we once had is taken from us and replaced with darkness. Or since nature abhors a vacuum, in the absence of light, darkness reigns. Verse 28, he that keepeth his commandments receiveth truth and light until he is glorified in truth and knoweth all things. Man was also in the beginning with God intelligence where the light of truth was not created or made, neither indeed can be. All truth is independent in that sphere in which God placed it to act for itself as all intelligence also. Otherwise, there is no existence. Behold, here's the agency of man. And here's the condemnation of man because that which was from the beginning is plainly manifest unto them and they receive not the light. And every man whose spirit receiveth not the light is under condemnation. For man is spirit. The elements are eternal. And spirit and element inseparably connected receive a fullness of joy. And when separated, man cannot receive a fullness of joy. The elements are the tabernacle of God. Yea, man is the tabernacle of God, even temples. And whatsoever temple is defiled, God shall destroy that temple. The glory of God is intelligence, or in other words, light and truth. Light and truth forsake that evil one. 
Every spirit of man was innocent in the beginning. And God, having redeemed man from the fall, men became again in their infant state innocent before God. Or in other words, before one is born, it is possible because of the atonement of Jesus Christ to have our account balance set back to zero. Um, this is what is meant by justification. And by justification, we qualify for birth. Verse 39, and that wicked one cometh and taketh away light and truth through disobedience from the children of men and because of the tradition of their fathers. This is the very sin of the Latter-day Saints because of the tradition of our fathers. The, we give authorization to the wicked one to come and take away the light and truth that we have received because we are disobedient to the voice of the spirit, which is proclaiming to us that all is not well in Zion, that the fullness of the gospel is to be found in the pages of the book of Mormon and doctrine and covenants that we should search them and receive the fullness, but we prefer the tradition of our fathers to the light of Christ. And thus our end state is exactly what we desire. Whether it be the false tradition of our fathers or truth through Christ. But I have commanded you to bring up your children in light and truth. First Nephi chapter 11. Verses 26 to 30. And the angel said unto me again, look and behold the condescension of God. This is the God, condescension of God the Son. And I looked and beheld the Redeemer of the world, of whom my father had spoken. And I also beheld the prophet who should prepare the way before him. And the Lamb of God went forth and was baptized of him. And after he was baptized, I beheld the heavens open and the Holy Ghost came down out of heaven and abide upon him in the form of a dove. And I beheld that he went forth ministering unto the people in power and great glory. And the multitudes were gathered together to hear him. And I beheld that they cast him out from among them. And I also beheld 12 others following him. And it came to pass that they were carried away in the spirit from before my face, and I saw them not. And it came to pass that the angel spake unto me, saying, Look, and I looked, and I beheld the heavens open again, and I saw angels descending upon the children of men, and they did minister unto them. And this is precisely how a new dispensation is opened. At the appointed time, by hearkening unto that portion of the light of Christ that a dispensation head has access to. He goes from grace to grace. 
until he qualifies for an angel who has the power and authority to come down and ordain him again to the first order of Melchizedek priesthood. And by continuing to be true and faithful to the Lord in all things, qualifies to have that priesthood sealed upon him, and that opens a new dispensation. And it came to pass that the angel spake unto me again, saying, Look, and I looked and I beheld the heavens open, and I saw angels descending upon the children of men, and they did minister unto them. DNC 20. Verses 71 through 74. No one can be received into the church of Christ unless he has arrived unto the years of accountability before God and is capable of repentance. So, a child must both reach the age of accountability, which is eight, and also be capable of repentance. And so this takes into account uh, differing uh, developmental uh, speeds and um, emotional and intellectual abilities. But for the majority, that would be eight years old. Baptism is to be administered in the following manner unto all those who repent. The person who is called of God and has authority from Jesus Christ. Now, it's important to note that the baptismal prayer in the church was changed in 1835. Before 1835, the baptismal prayer in the church is exactly what we find in 3 Nephi chapter 11. In 3 Nephi chapter 11, this is the baptismal prayer and ordinance into the trust order of the gospel performed under the authority and direction of the Melchizedek priesthood. Verse 23, Verily I say unto you, that whoso repenteth of his sins through your words, and desireth to be baptized in my name, on this wise shall ye baptize them. Behold, ye shall go down and stand in the water. And in my name shall ye baptize them. And now behold, these are the words which ye shall say, calling them by name, saying, Having authority given me of Jesus Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And then shall ye immerse them in the water and come forth again out of the water. This is the baptismal ordinance into the rest of the order of the gospel, and it does not change. Now, there is also a baptism by water into the preparatory gospel performed under the authority of the Aaronic priesthood, and we have various baptismal prayers, you know, one in Mosiah 18, and another here in DNC section 
20, verse 73. And again, it's important to note that this prayer wasn't used in the LDS church until 1835, after we had been demoted from the fullness of the gospel, the Church of Christ, to the preparatory gospel, or the Church of Latter-day Saints. And the men in the church, except for those who were true and faithful with Joseph Smith and the Holy Order, which never included Brigham Young or Heber C. Kimball, had the Melchizedek priesthood taken from them. And from that time forth, the majority of the men in the church only had the Aaronic priesthood. And thus, the baptismal prayer changed. Verse 73, the person who is called of God and has authority, meaning the Aaronic priesthood, from Jesus Christ to baptize shall go down into the water with the person who has presented himself or herself for baptism and shall say, calling him or her by name, having been commissioned of Jesus Christ. And although it might not sound like a big change, um, having been commissioned of Jesus Christ from, you know, having authority, it is a significant change. Having been commissioned by Jesus Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And then shall he immerse him or her in the water and come forth again out of the water. So again, a baptismal prayer into the preparatory gospel. Having been commissioned of Jesus Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Versus the baptismal prayer into the fullness of the gospel in 3 Nephi chapter 11. Having, verse 25, having authority given me of Jesus Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Second Nephi 31. Starting in verse 4. Wherefore, I would that ye should remember that I have spoken unto you concerning that prophet, which the Lord showed unto me that should baptize the Lamb of God, which should take away the sins of the world. And now if the Lamb of God, he being holy, should have need to be baptized by water to fulfill all righteousness. Oh, then how much more need we, or have we being unholy to be baptized yea, even by water? And now I would ask of you, my beloved brethren, wherein the Lamb of God did fulfill all righteousness in being baptized by water. Know ye not that he was holy, but notwithstanding he being holy, he showeth unto the children of men that according to the flesh he humbleth himself before the Father and witnesseth unto the Father that he would be obedient unto him in keeping his commandments. Wherefore, after he was baptized with water, the Holy Ghost descended upon him in the form of a dove. And again it showeth unto the children of men the straightness of the path and the narrowness of the gate by which they should enter, he having set the example before them. And he said unto the children of men, Follow thou me. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, can we follow Jesus, save we be willing to keep the commandments of the Father? And the Father said, Repent, and re repent ye, repent ye, and be baptized in the name of my beloved Son. And also the voice of the Son came unto me, saying, He that is baptized in my name, to him will the Father give the Holy Ghost, like unto me. 
Wherefore, follow me and do the things which ye have seen me do. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, I know that if ye shall follow the Son with full purpose of heart, acting no hypocrisy and no deception before God, but with real intent, repenting of your sins, witnessing unto the Father that ye are willing to take upon you the name of the name of Christ by baptism. And thus we have an explanation of why we don't receive the baptism of fire, baptism of the Holy Ghost at eight. Because the requirement is that we follow the Son with full purpose of heart. This takes life experience and the ability to exercise great choice. Acting no hypocrisy and no deception before God. Again, this takes a level of understanding. But with real intent repenting of your sins. Well, at eight years old, we haven't had sins to repent of. This actually requires that we have life experience where we make mistakes, we sin, and we repent of those sins. And thus knowing both the light and the dark, the good and the evil, having received of the power of Christ and the remission of our sins through repentance, we choose the path of Christ. Witnessing unto the Father that ye are willing to take upon you the name of his Son. For before the baptism of fire, baptism of the Holy Ghost, all we can do is covenant that we're willing to take upon us the name of Jesus Christ. Because we can't actually take it upon us until he extends his name to us through the ordinance of baptism of fire, baptism of the Holy Ghost. By baptism, yea, by following your Lord and your Savior down into the water according to his word, then shall you receive the Holy Ghost, and then cometh the baptism of fire and of the Holy Ghost. And then can ye speak with the tongue of angels and shout praises unto the Holy One of Israel. But behold, my beloved brethren, thus came the voice of the Son unto me, saying, After ye have repented of your sins and witnessed unto the Father that ye are willing to keep my commandments by baptism of water, and have received the baptism of fire and of the Holy Ghost, and can speak with a new tongue, yea, even with the tongue of angels. And after this should deny me, it would have been better for you that ye had not known me. For with knowledge and with ascension comes responsibility. And it is not a light thing. And I heard a voice from the Father saying, Yea, the words of my beloved are true and faithful. He that endureth to the end, the same shall be saved. And in this context, being saved means qualifying to enter into millennial rest. And now, my beloved brethren, I know that by this, that unless a man shall endure to the end, in following the example of the Son of the living God, he cannot be saved. Wherefore do the things which I have told you that I have seen that your Lord and your Redeemer should do? For for this cause have they been shown unto me that ye might know the gate by which ye should enter. The gate by which ye should enter is repentance and baptism by water. And then cometh the remission of your sins by fire and by the Holy Ghost. And then ye are in the straight and narrow path which leads to eternal life. Yea, ye have entered in by the gate and ye have done according to the commandments of the Father and the Son. And ye have received the Holy Ghost, which witnesses of the Father and the Son, unto the fulfilling of the promise 
which he hath made, that if ye entered in by the way, ye should receive. Now, this entering in by the way, passing through the gate, is the same thing that is symbolized in the vision of Lehi by partaking of the fruit of the tree. So, Lehi sees a path that leads to the tree who is Christ, to receive the baptism of fire, baptism of the Holy Ghost. And here in 2 Nephi 31, it talks about the path that extends past the tree, or partaking of the fruit of the tree, or once one enters into the gate, that leads to the second comforter. And... If one does not fall after having received these things to qualify for millennial rest and even the gates of New Jerusalem. Verse 19, And now behold, my brethren, after you have gotten into the straight and narrow path, I would ask if all is done. Behold, I say unto you, Nay, for ye have not come thus far, save it word by the word of Christ with unshaken faith in him, relying wholly upon the merits of him who is mighty to save. So that is what hope is. Relying wholly upon the merits of him who is mighty to save. And when we combine hope, relying wholly upon the merits of him who is mighty to save with faith, which is seeking after receiving and acting on revelation, or feasting upon the word of Christ, we are led to receive the endowments of power. First baptism of fire, baptism like ghost, and then entering into the Lord's rest. Wherefore ye must press forward with a steadfastness in Christ, having a perfect brightness of hope, and a love of God and of all men. Wherefore, if ye shall press forward, feasting upon the word of Christ, and endure to the end, behold, thus saith the Father, ye shall have eternal life. And now behold, my beloved brethren, this is the way. And there is none other way nor name given under heaven, whereby man can be saved in the kingdom of God. And now behold, this is the doctrine of Christ and the only and true doctrine of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, which is one God without end. Amen. And 13, 27. Verse 16 and then 20 through 21. And it shall come to pass that whoso repenteth and is baptized in my name shall be filled. And if he endure to the end, behold him who I hold guiltless before my father at that day when I shall stand to judge the world. And 20 and 21. Now this is the commandment, repent all ye ends of the earth. And come unto me and be baptized in my name, that ye may be sanctified by the reception of the Holy Ghost, that ye may stand spotless before me at the last day. Fairly, verily, I say unto you, this is my gospel. And ye know the things that ye must do in my church. For the works which ye have seen me do, that shall ye also do. For that which ye have seen me do, even that ye shall do. And DNC 22. Starting with the chapter summary. 
Baptism is a new and everlasting covenant. Authoritative baptism is required. Behold, I say unto you that all old covenants have a cause to be done away in this thing. And this is a new and everlasting covenant, even that which was from the beginning. Wherefore, although a man should be baptized a hundred times, it availeth him nothing. For you cannot enter into the straight gate by the law of Moses, neither by your dead works. For it is because of your dead works that I have caused this last covenant and this church to be built up unto me, even as in the days of old. Wherefore, enter ye in at the gate. Repent. Receive baptism by water and fire in the Holy Ghost. As I have commanded and seek not to counsel your God. Amen. Mormon 7. Verses 8 and 10. Therefore repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus. And lay hold upon the gospel of Christ. Which shall be set before you not only in this record but also in the record which shall come unto the Gentiles from the Jews, which record shall come from the Gentiles unto you. This record is referred to by Nephi in 1 Nephi chapter 13. Verse 38. And it shall come to pass that I beheld the remnant of the seed of my brethren and also the book of the Lamb of God, which had proceedeth forth from the mouth of the Jew, and the Jew is Jesus Christ. That it came forth from the Gentiles unto the remnant of the seed of my brethren. So the book of the Lamb of God is specifically the the record of the New Testament that we currently have, um, but it also contains what we currently have of the Old Testament. And this is distinguished, the record of, which is the book of the Lamb of God is distinct from, in verse 39, the records of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. And so back in, Mormon 7. Therefore, verse 8, repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus, and lay hold upon the gospel of Christ, which shall be set before you not only in this record, the Book of Mormon, but also in the record which shall come unto the Gentiles from the Jews, which record shall come from the Gentiles unto you. For behold, this is written for the intent that ye may believe, that if ye believe, that ye will believe this also. And if you believe this, ye will know concerning your fathers, and also the marvelous works which were wrought by the power of God among them. So when do these when does the record of the Book of Mormon go forward to the Lamanites? on the end time exodus as the fullness of the gospel the record of the 12 apostles combined with the record of the nephites goes forward to claim the wheat among the gentile nation 
and also among the Lamanites, that there might be a separation among them, that the wheat might be gathered out to the body of the Exodus. So continuing in Mormon 7, verse 10. And ye will also know that ye are a remnant of the seed of Jacob. Therefore, ye are numbered among the people of the first covenant. And if it so be that ye believe in Christ and are baptized first with water and then with fire and with the Holy Ghost, following the example of our Savior, according to that which he hath commanded us, it shall be well with you in the day of judgment. Amen. And DNC 2037. And here we have the requirements for baptism under the authority of the Melchizedek priesthood into the fullness of the gospel. And again, by way of commandment to the church concerning the manner of baptism, all those who humble themselves before God and desire to be baptized and come forth with broken hearts and contrite spirits. Well, what does that mean? Offering up the sacrifice of broken heart and contrite spirit means that one is willing to receive any experience that might be required of him or her to fully offer up the sacrifice of broken heart and contrite spirit, that one might receive the baptism of fire, baptism of the Holy Ghost. And not only to receive all the experiences required, but actively seek after instruction from the Lord. What would you have me do this day, Father, to offer up the sacrifice of a broken heart and contrite spirit? Then receive that instruction by revelation and then follow it. For God wants to know if, we're, if we draw near unto him with only our lips or also with our hearts. For drawing unto him with both our lips and our hearts will require the sacrifice of all things at some point. And the beginning of the sacrifice of all things is part of what is required to receive the baptism of fire, baptism of the Holy Ghost, and is the covenant that one makes to receive baptism by water into the fullness of the gospel. And witness before the church that they have truly repented of all their sins. As we have discussed before, repentance is more than we had previously been instructed. Repentance includes forgiveness. Forgiveness of all of those that we can think who have trespassed against us or wronged us. And then we must inquire of the Lord, Heavenly Father. I have forgiven all of those that I can think to forgive. Who do I still need to forgive? And how would you have me forgive them? And then to receive that by revelation and act upon it. The light of Christ informs our conscience the things that, many of the things that we need to repent of. And after we have repented of those things, we also need to inquire of the Lord Heavenly Father what are the things that I still need to repent of and to receive that list by revelation and then to inquire of him. Okay. Heavenly father, how would you have me repent of these things? And then to follow that revelation. This is what it means to feast upon the words of Christ. 
And this is a portion of the requirement to feast upon the words of Christ. And are willing to take upon them the name of Jesus Christ. With baptism by water into the fullness of the gospel, one becomes a provisional member of the Church of Christ. But that membership is not confirmed upon an individual until the baptism of fire, baptism of the Holy Ghost. But was one does officially become a member of the Church of Christ, even if it's just a provisional member, with baptism by water by proper authority having gone through the proper requirements and being willing to take upon us the name of Christ is an acknowledgement that from this moment and forever, I will act in a way that those around me might know that I have entered into a covenant with my God to do whatever is required to take upon me his name. Having a determination to serve him to the end. So this path never ends. It doesn't end with the endowment of baptism of fire, baptism of the Holy Ghost. It does not end with the endowment of receiving and being sealed for men to the first order of Melchizedek priesthood. It does not end with entering into the rest of the Lord. It does not end with the second order of Melchizedek priesthood. But one will be true and faithful to God throughout eternity and will never stop. And truly manifest by their works that they have received of the spirit of Christ under the remission of their sins. So before water baptism ever takes place, when one fully goes through this process of repentance as described above, one will be visited by the Spirit of Christ and will experience a justification when sins are remitted. And there are different levels of remittance of sins, but this is one of the first levels. Shall be received by baptism into his church. Moroni 6. Verses 2 through 4. Neither did they receive any unto baptism, save they came forth with broken hearts and a contrite spirit and witnessed unto the church that they truly repented of all their sins. What did we just read in DNC 20, verse 37, as the requirements for baptism by water? And none were received unto baptism, save they took upon them the name of Christ. Or in other words, or were willing to take upon them the name of Christ. Were willing to covenant with God that they were willing to receive any experience and do anything that might be required that his name might be extended. Having a determination to serve him to the end. And after they had been received unto baptism, they were wrought upon and cleansed by the power of the Holy Ghost. And they were numbered among the people of the church of Christ, 
and their names were taken that they might be remembered and nourished by the good word of God, to keep them in the right way, to keep them continually watchful unto prayer, relying alone upon the merits of Christ, who was the author and the finisher of their faith. 35.11. Verse 21. And the Lord said unto him, Nephi, I give unto you power that ye shall baptize this people when I am again ascended into heaven. And again the Lord called others and said unto them likewise, and he gave unto them power to baptize, and he said unto them on this wise, She baptize, and there shall be no disputations among you. Verily I say unto you that whoso repenteth of his sins through your words, and desireth to be baptized in my name, on this wise shall you baptize them. Behold, you shall go down and stand in the water, and in my name shall you baptize them. And now behold, these are the words which ye shall say, calling them by name, saying, Having authority given me of Jesus Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And then ye shall immerse them in the water, and come forth again out of the water. And after this manner ye shall baptize in my name. For behold, verily I say unto you that the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost are one. And I am in the Father, and the Father in me, and the Father and I are one. And according as I have commanded you, Thus shall you baptize among you, as there have hitherto been. And there shall be no disputations among you, as there have hitherto been. Neither shall there be disputations among you concerning the points of my doctrine, as there have hitherto been. For verily, verily, I say unto you, he that hath the spirit of contention is not of me, but is of the devil, who is the father of contention. And he stirreth up the hearts of men to contend with anger one with another. Behold, this is not my doctrine to stir up the hearts of men with anger one against another. But this is my doctrine, that such things should be done away. Behold, verily, verily, I say unto you, I will declare unto you my doctrine. And this is the doctrine, and it is the doctrine which the Father hath given me, and I bear record of the Father, and the Father beareth record of me, and the Holy Ghost beareth record of the Father and me. And I bear record that the Father commendeth all men everywhere to repent and believe in me. And whoso believeth in me and is baptized. And remember how Christ defined believing in him just a, a few chapters prior. Third Nephi chapter 9, verse 17. And as many as have received me, to them have I given to become the sons of God. Even so will I to as many as shall believe on my name. And verse 20. And ye shall offer for the sacrifice unto me a broken heart and contrite spirit. And whoso cometh unto me with a broken heart and contrite spirit, him will I baptize with fire and with the Holy Ghost. So what it means to believe on his name is what it means to come unto him. It's to offer up the sacrifice of a broken heart and contrite spirit on his terms, not ours. Until we receive the baptism of fire, baptism of the Holy Ghost. Back in 3 Nephi 11, verse 32. 
And I bear record that the Father commandeth all men everywhere to repent and believe in me. Or repent and offer up the sacrifice of a broken heart and contrite spirit. To the level of receiving the baptism of fire, baptism of the Holy Ghost. And whoso believeth on me and is baptized, the same shall be saved. And they are they who shall inherit the kingdom of God. And whoso believeth not in me and is not baptized shall be damned. Verily, verily, I say unto you that this is my doctrine. And I bear record of it from the Father. And whoso believeth in me believeth in the Father also. And unto him will the Father bear record of me. For he will visit him with fire and with the Holy Ghost. And thus will the Father bear record of me, and the Holy Ghost will bear record unto him of the Father and me. For the Father and I and the Holy Ghost are one. And again I say unto you, ye must repent and become as a little child, and be baptized in my name, or ye can in no wise receive these things. And again I say unto you, you must repent and be baptized in my name and become as a little child, or ye can in no wise inherit the kingdom of God. Verily, verily, I say unto you that this is my doctrine, and whoso buildeth upon this buildeth upon my rock, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against them. And who shall and whoso shall declare more or less than this and establish it for my doctrine? Notice he doesn't say that there is more or less than this. For there is less than this, and that's the preparatory gospel. And there is a greater portion that comes after this. But this is the doctrine of Christ. And no one has the right to change the doctrine of Christ. And whoso shall declare more or less than this and establish it for my doctrine, the same cometh of evil and is not built upon my rock. But he buildeth upon a sandy foundation and the gates of hell shall stand open to receive such when the floods come and the winds beat upon them. Therefore go forth unto this people and declare the words which I have spoken unto the ends of the earth. 13 by 12. Verses 1 and 2. And it came to pass that when Jesus had spoken these words unto Nephi and to those who had been called, now the number of them who had been called and received power and authority to baptize was 12. And behold, he stretched forth his hand unto the multitude and cried unto them saying, blessed are ye if ye shall give heed unto the words of these 12 whom I have chosen from among you to minister unto you. Notice that Christ calls men that he taught the fullness of his gospel to, and then he gave them charge to take the fullness of the gospel to the people. And it is always the pattern that God calls men who will hearken unto his voice to give the fullness of the gospel to that they might take it to the people. Blessed are ye if ye shall give heed unto the words of these twelve, 
whom I have chosen from among you to minister unto you and to be your servants. And unto them I have given power that they may baptize you with water. And after that ye are baptized with water, behold, I will baptize you with fire and with the Holy Ghost. Therefore, blessed are ye if ye shall believe in me and be baptized after that ye have seen me and know that I am. And again, more blessed are they who shall believe in your words, because that ye shall testify that ye have seen me, and that ye know that I am, ye blessed are they who shall believe in your words, and come down into the depths of humility and be baptized. So it's not enough just for those who have been directly called by Jesus Christ to take the fullness of the gospel of the people. Once we receive the fullness of the gospel. It becomes our responsibility to also go forth and proclaim to those that the Lord has put in our path the fullness of the gospel. And after that ye are baptized with water, behold, I will baptize you with fire and with the Holy Ghost. And blessed are they who shall believe in your words talking about the words of the people and come down into the depths of humility and be baptized for they shall be visited with fire and with the Holy ghost and shall receive a remission of their sins. Mosiah 18. Starting in verse 5. Now there was in Mormon a fountain of pure water, and Alma resorted thither, there being near the water a thicket of small trees, where he did make, where he hid himself in the daytime from the searches of the king. This is King Noah. And it came to pass that as many as believed him went thither to hear his words. And it came to pass that after many days there were a goodly number gathered together at the place of Mormon to hear the words of Alma. Yea, all were gathered together that believed on his word, to hear him. And he did teach them and did preach unto them repentance and redemption and faith on the Lord. And it came to pass that he said unto them, Behold, here are the waters of Mormon, for thus were they called. And now as ye are desirous to come into the fold of God, and to be called his people, and are willing to bear one another's burdens that they may be light, Yea, and are willing to mourn with those that mourn, yea, and comfort those that stand in need of comfort, and to stand as a witness of God at all times and in all things and in all places that ye may be in, even until death, that ye may be redeemed of God and be numbered with those of the first resurrection, that ye may have eternal life. So, one, are ye desirous to come into the fold of God and to be called his people? Are you willing to bear one another's burdens that they may be light? Are you willing to mourn with those that mourn? Are you willing to stand with those who need comfort? And as a witness of God at all times and all things and all places that ye may be in even until death. 
that ye may be redeemed of God and numbered with those of the first resurrection, that ye may have eternal life. Well, those numbered in the first resurrection are those who come forth and qualify for New Jerusalem. And the eternal life is talking about staying on the path and continuing the path of ascension even during the millennial period. And now I say unto you, if this be the desire of your hearts, would have you against being baptized in the name of the Lord? As a witness before him that ye have entered into a covenant with him, that ye will serve him and keep his commandments, that he may pour out his spirit more abundantly upon you. And now when the people had heard these words, they clapped their hands for joy and exclaimed, this is the desire of our hearts. And now it came to pass that Alma took Helam, and being one of the first, he went and stood forth in the water and cried, saying, O Lord, pour out thy spirit upon thy servant, that he may do this work with holiness of heart. Now, where did Alma get his authority to baptize? For he was ordained by wicked priests. While the Melchizedek priesthood is not durable, meaning it does not survive sin and apostasy, the Aaronic priesthood is durable. And even though Alma had been ordained by apostate priests, still he had been given authority in the Aaronic priesthood. And when he left and repented, he received power in that priesthood. It became sealed upon him. And so he was able to baptize these people in righteousness into the preparatory gospel. And thus he doesn't use the prayer outlined in third Nephi chapter 11 and the prayer that we used in the church up until uh, 1835. And when he had said these words, the spirit of the Lord was upon him. And he said, Helam, I baptize thee having authority from the almighty God as a testimony that ye have entered into a covenant to serve him until you are dead as to the mortal body. And may the spirit of the Lord be poured out upon you. And may he grant unto you eternal life through the redemption of Christ, whom he has prepared from the foundation of the world. And after Alma had said these words, both Alma and Helam were buried in the water. And they arose and came forth out of the water, rejoicing, being filled with the Spirit. And again, Alma took another and went forth a second time into the water and baptized him according to the first. Only he did not bury himself again in the water. And after this manner did he baptize everyone that went forth to the place of Mormon. And they were numbered about 204 souls. Yea, and they were baptized in the waters of Mormon and were filled with the grace of God. And they were called the church of God or the church of Christ. From that time forward, and it came to pass that whosoever was baptized by the power and authority of God was added to his church. And it came to pass that Alma, having authority from God, ordained priests. Even one priest to every 50 of their number did he ordain to preach unto them and to teach them concerning the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. 
And he commanded them that they should teach nothing save it were the things which he had taught and which had been spoken by the mouth of the holy prophets. And even he commanded them that they should preach nothing save it were repentance and faith on the Lord who had redeemed his people. And he commanded them that there should be no contention one with another, but that they should look forward with one eye having one faith and one baptism having their hearts knit together in unity and in love one toward another. And thus he commanded them to preach and thus they became the children of God. DNC 18. Verses 41 and 42. And you must preach unto the world, saying, You must repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. For all men must repent and be baptized, and not only men, but women and children who have arrived at the years of accountability. And DNC 68. Verses 25 through 27. And again, inasmuch as parents have children in Zion or in any of her stakes, which are organized that teach them not to understand the doctrine of repentance, faith in Christ, the son of the living God, and of baptism and the gift of the Holy Ghost by the laying on of hands, when eight years old, the sin be upon the heads of the parents. For this shall be a law unto the inhabitants of Zion or in any of her stakes which are organized. And Moses 6. Verses 59 through 68. That by reason of the transgression cometh the fall. Which fall bringeth death, and inasmuch as ye were born into the world by water and blood and the spirit which I have made, and so became of dust a living soul, or in other words, what it means to become of dust a living soul is simply natural childbirth. Even so ye must be born again into the kingdom of heaven, of water and of the spirit, and be cleansed by the blood, even the blood of mine only begotten that ye might be sanctified from all sin and enjoy the words of eternal life in this world and eternal life in the world to come, even immortal glory. For by what do ye keep the commandments? By the Spirit ye are justified, and by the blood ye are sanctified. Therefore it is given to abide in you the record of heaven, the comforter, the peaceable things of immortal glory. The truth of all things, that which quickeneth all things, that which maketh alive all things, that which knoweth all things, and hath all power, according to wisdom, mercy, truth, justice, and judgment. And now, behold, I say unto you, this is the plan of salvation unto all men, through the blood of mine only begotten, who shall come in the meridian of time. 
And it came to pass that when the Lord had spoken with Adam, our father, that Adam cried unto the Lord and was caught away by the spirit of the Lord and was carried down into the water and was laid under the water and was brought forth out of the water. And thus he was baptized and the spirit of God descended upon him. And thus he was born of the spirit and became quickened in the inner man. And he heard a voice out of heaven saying, they were baptized with fire and with the Holy Ghost. This is the record of the Father and of the Son from henceforth and forever. And thou art after the order of him who is without beginning of days or end of years, from all eternity to all eternity. Behold, thou art one in me, a son of God, and thus may all become my sons. Amen. Mosiah 3. Moroni 8. Twenty-five and twenty-six, and the first fruits of repentance is baptism, and baptism cometh by faith, unto the fulfilling of the commandments, and the fulfilling of the commandments bringeth remission of sins, and the remission of sins bringeth meekness and lowliness of heart, and because of meekness and lowliness of heart cometh the visitation of the Holy Ghost, which comforter filleth with hope and perfect love, which love endureth by diligence unto prayer, until the end shall come when all the saints shall dwell with God. The end meaning the end of this celestial world. The saints dwelling with God meaning those who qualify for New Jerusalem. Following the doctrine of Christ, receiving the baptism of fire, baptism of the Holy Ghost, and entering into his rest. And Mosiah 15. Pardon me, rather, Moses 8. Moses 8, 23 and 24. And it came to pass that Noah continued his preaching unto the people, saying, Hearken and give heed unto my words. Believe and repent of your sins and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Remember, Moses is the beginning of the Joseph Smith translation of the Bible, which is the Joseph Smith translation of the first part of Genesis, which is the Joseph Smith translation of the brass plates. And Joseph only barely started the work of translation of the brass plates. But from the very beginning, 
the doctrine of Christ was the same. Repent and be baptized by water in the name of Jesus Christ that you might receive the baptism of fire, baptism of the Holy Ghost. Verse 24, believe and repent of your sins and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, even as our fathers, and ye shall receive the Holy Ghost. Ye may have all things made manifest, and if ye do, not this, the floods will come in upon you, nevertheless they hearkened not. Or in other words, the NC 45. likening the people of Noah to the people of our day, because it is the same. And when the time of the Gentiles, verse 28, is come in, a light shall break forth among them that sit in darkness, and it shall be the fullness of my gospel. And the same thing happened in Noah's day. But they received it not. Neither did they in Noah's day, nor will they in our day. For they perceived not the light, and they turned their hearts from me because of the precepts of men. And there shall be men standing in that generation that shall not pass until they shall see an overflowing scourge. For a desolating sickness shall cover the land. And just as the world was destroyed in the days of Noah, unto all those who would not receive the fullness of the gospel, so it will be in our day. However, my disciples shall stand in holy places and shall not be moved, but among the wicked men shall lift up their voices, curse God, and die. And we will put a bookmark here for tonight. And next Monday, we will continue the life and teachings of Jesus Christ, final preparation for the ministry, part two. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Now, do we have any questions or comments?